Welcome to Milwaukee MomCast, a podcast dedicated to real stories for real parents. Produced by Milwaukee Mom, we'll tackle a variety of topics in a way we hope will make you laugh, make you think, and remind you that this whole being a parent thing can be a little wild, but at least we're in it together. So reheat your coffee, grab the headphones, and get comfy while we chat all things motherhood with a Midwest twist. everybody welcome to a crossover episode is what we've decided to call it yes. i believe mm-hmm. um between milwaukee momcast and bridge the divide Woo-hoo. so as a special treat we're gonna have three voices to share with you today and so i am sarah the host of milwaukee momcast and i'm thrilled because today i get to talk with erica turner and heidi wheeler of bridge the divide hi yes. you guys Hello. hi sarah this is so fun and they let me come and hang out in their space <laughs> right. and so um our fancy posh upscale mm-hmm. it is super it's super posh it's super upscale you guys super should... posh jeff jeff right jeff is also the producer posh. <laughs> no just the fact that you even were able to just say just now jeff the producer it, yeah, um right. yeah that's that's we're spoiled we know it. <laughs> yeah 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 meanwhile i was talk- telling you guys about how like usually when i record i'm like sandwiched between two train tracks and i have to say to people like no just to be aware because if the train behind me goes we can keep talking (laughs) but if the one in front of me goes forget it stop just so at least you don't have to worry about that but i'm really excited because um this is going to be a conversation that i am so pumped to have and i think it's going to be such a valuable episode um for everybody to listen to so but first can you guys tell us a little bit more about about who you are Sure. Go for it. Okay. People are sick of hearing my voice probably already. They are not. It's gorgeous. Um, So my name's Heidi Wheeler and one, I guess, 5% of Bridge the Divide because Erica is like 95%. But um, I I would think of myself as a question question asker and change agent. Um, I like to advocate for really anyone who's um, marginalized in power structures, whether that be people of color or students and professors or women in the church, wherever there's hierarchy and marginalization, Mm -hmm. um, I have passion for that. So, um, I find myself, um, being part of Bridge the Divide and we'll tell you more of that story in a minute. Yes. Um, part of my background that's important is that I'm a master's prepared nurse. So I'm an, an adult nurse practitioner. I got that in the at the University of Colorado um, back in 2007, and I'm currently working on my doctorate at Dr. Heidi. Dr. Heidi. I didn't know that. (laughs) Yes, I am. So 25 or 30 hours a week I'm studying, and so I'm Mm -hmm. working very part-time to get that done. How do you have time to do the Mm -hmm. things? I don't know. I just... Nope. That's why I'm 5% of Bridge the Divide. Like, where's Heidi? She's studying. It, pretty much. So, yeah, I, I mean, I have goodness. four kids and work um, part-time as a professor uh, of nursing and then occasionally as a nurse practitioner in a clinic. But I, for the, you know, for those of you who are listening who think I can't do anything, none of us can do everything, everything 100% true. of true. the time or 100% yeah. well, but yep. I'm trying to find ways to plug in where um, I'm okay with adding what I can add in whatever season I'm in. Right. Yeah. So maybe right. I can write, I can write an article and Oh yeah, she left it. that out. She's a, she's a writer too. Yeah. She's got all these Yes, that I know. Writing. Yeah, Sarah, I used to write with Sarah. Oh. Yes. Oh, she oh. didn't know this. No. Did you not know that? No. Oh, 
that's how, yeah that's how Heidi and I met is yeah. that yeah you were actually uh one of the writers um when we were previous our previous brand when we were MK Mom's blog we're now Milwaukee Mom ah. this was back oh 20 like, was it really 2016 after I moved here yep okay. yeah I think it'd be 2016 and I was looking for ways to plug in and Heather told me my friend Heather told me about yes. it she still mm-hmm. writes for them but I um yeah I don't have a lot of time, but I Clearly. give what mm-hmm. I can. Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. think that's a message for moms who are mm-hmm. listening because you can't do everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I can write an article when the chance arises or I can go to the meetings. Mm-hmm. I can do when Erica asked me to edit a newsletter or, mm-hmm. you know, it just depends on what's coming up. So, yep. um, yeah. So I enjoy co-hosting our podcast and writing thought provoking pieces um, when I can um yeah so it's kind of me cool beans i'm erica turner and um i am i don't know how to start start off i'm an, an african-american woman living in cedarburg so that should That's start right there like yeah <laughs> i get some looks when i say that so they're like you wait did you say i did i live in cedarburg um i am a nurse by trade but i work in the it department Oh, so really? okay. people will say, so you used to be a nurse? I'm like, excuse you, yep. I am still a nurse. I have not touched a patient in probably seven years, but whatever. <laughs> it's, you know, my clinical knowledge yep. is, is mm-hmm. useful in the IT world. Mm-hmm. So um, I, uh, and I still work in the hospital environment. So it's it's good. I like it. It's a good transition. That's a neat combination. I think it is. It really is a Because cool otherwise they had, you've got computer scientists, you've got mathematicians, you've got engineers. Yeah building and creating for our hospital clinicians to do their work and you know right no it doesn't always go well, well. you think about how much <laughs> well, think about how much technology has to be has to be integrated into right. the healthcare at like literally every single step of right. the healthcare process right, right now mm-hmm. and mean, if you had non-clinicians making all the decisions oh my no. goodness right. they're like oh this is great this assessment should be alphabetical like alphabet uh, no. why would you do that it's head to toe why would you do that well yeah. isn't that how you're supposed to no, oh that's, that's such a fascinating point yeah it is now you know they don't let me they don't put me in a room and let me write code or anything because that's not my wheelhouse. So <laughs> I, I do the things that you know, I got my gifts and talents and I do the things that kind of fall into that. So that's fantastic. Yes, I enjoy it. And uh, the opposite end of Heidi, I don't have I have adult children, which is weird. So I'm mm. kind of a quasi empty nester, except some are close by. And um, so how old are your kids? I have 26. One is 23 next month. And then one just turned 20. Oh my so goodness. So my baby is 20. So wow. when Heidi comes in and she's like, yeah, I got to pick up from school. I'm like, <laughs> school. I remember that. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't wait a minute. do that anymore. <laughs> so you're going to tell me your skincare secrets after this. Right? Yes. Right. Because like it's the black don't crack skin. <laughs> wait, can I say it on the radio? <laughs> that doesn't help us. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry. That's white folk. <laughs> Yeah. Yes, because I meant that so, as like an absolute like you're just you just yes, have this gorgeous, flawless, yeah. beautiful, blemish-free. Mm, I appreciate no wrinkle, it. My kids, skin. my girls don't appreciate it yet because like my 23 year old is like they thought I was in elementary, not elementary school, middle oh, school. Yeah, or they thought I was coming to visit the college because I'm just coming out of high school. She's like, I'm 23. 20s problems, right? Right? Exactly. Feel bad for you. Like it's okay. <laughs> you will love that. You will love that later. I'm over it's here fine. like hit me with the Botox. Let's go. <laughs> Somebody card me like ever, right? Oh, please, please, can you card Never. me? Yeah. yeah. No, no. So it's a and and bridge the divide to me is just kind of a, a manifestation of what it is to mm-hmm. 
Like it, it had to happen. It was bubbling up. Mm-hmm. It was going to just happen eventually that we just had to start talking about it. So, well, that's perfect. Yeah. Then let's talk about it. Let's tell talk us about tell it. Tell me more about Bridge the Divide because we've kind of alluded to the podcast, mm-hmm. but the podcast is really kind of an, an offshoot of the Bridge the Divide is a larger yeah. whole. Correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. I'd say so, so kind of yeah. Wa- yeah. So walk me through just basics. First of all, what is it? What brought you two to it? Mm-hmm. Um, the mission, the the goal, the vision. Yeah. Okay. You we'll know, the, just we'll like let the in, like, writer talk to all that. No, just right. kidding. I don't know. Just squish it all in. Fifteen seconds. Go. Uh, no, I'm just. <laughs> Okay, I'll start and you're going to okay. interject because yes, I know yes. you will. Yes, ma'am. We met at church. Mm-hmm. Um, I had recently moved from Michigan. Right. Uh, about four years ago now. But I have lived kind of all over the country, Denver, mm-hmm. Chicago, New York. And when I got here, I felt this different culture that I hadn't felt in a long time. Mm-hmm. I had mm-hmm. been reading a lot of books on race and going uh, to seminars and just learning a lot. And I was actually pretty appalled at how little I knew Mm. getting, you know, going through the U S school system and having even a graduate degree and having no idea about African-American history. And, you know, just, I had, I didn't know, I didn't know the trauma. I didn't know any of the stories. Um, and so I started reading and I was just became really appalled and I, I couldn't believe that, that we aren't taught these things and how my, how small my narrative was because I didn't know. And so I had been reading and writing about this, kind of early on. And then I met Erica at church and mm-hmm. I, I started asking questions. Um, I was editing a magazine, a local magazine yeah. in our town at that time. And I asked her to be our feature family. And so I started asking her questions. Was oh, that the, the bridge? Is the that bri- what that's called? Yeah. Cedarburg bridge? Cedarburg mm-hmm. bridge. Yeah. Look at me. See, I know stuff. You do. Man, you're a knower of things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, I interviewed her for that and we kind of yeah. started our friendship then. Yeah. And a lot of the things you talked about, you were trying to be really nice. Yes. Because this is a nice area. It is. Area. It is. It is Midwest nice. I mean, it's a thing. Yeah. And mm-hmm. also being a Christian, it's a thing. There is nothing that I ever want to do that is hurtful, ugly, harmful to other people. Mm-hmm. So when you want to say something about how they've been hurtful, ugly, mm-hmm. harmful mm. without hurting them, it's a hard, it's a hard line yeah. to kind of balance it. Mm-hmm. So I season with a whole whole lot of salt Mm -hmm. all kinds of salt and when I don't want to and I still try I don't know but it's a it's conversations that that needed to be had and I think we there were a couple of people after the article Mm -hmm. came out you know who were like hey are you that family in that article yeah oh you know sorry about some of the things that happened to you Mm -hmm. I was like oh Okay, uh-huh. but you know, but but not any further than that. Again, yeah, just yeah. a little bit more of the Midwest nice. We don't want any. We don't want you to be sad or upset. upset yeah. But but not that we anybody else wants to do anything. So so like what was what was? Can you just give me an example of like kind of what one what one of the things was that was in the article that was re- yeah leading yeah to that sort of response. Um, I think you know again it was this is a public. You know, it's not me just talking to my friend about yeah, yeah, something yeah. that happened to me. Mm-hmm, it was, yeah. I, I don't want people here to feel like, are you saying bad things about our town? Like mm-hmm. you don't like us mm-hmm, here? Mm-hmm. or we? So I, even some of the, the choices that I had were some of the not so deep things that happened. But one of them was going into our lovely downtown and, mm-hmm. you know, everybody's using plastic. It's credit card. You just kind of line up, use your credit card. And I had probably three people before me go use their credit card in the store. And then I go to use mine and I'm like, oh, yeah. Okay. Well, man, we need to have your ID. And I thought, mm-hmm. huh, 
you didn't ask for anybody else's ID. And not that I have a problem doing it, but I would do it gladly if you had asked everybody else for it. So and and when you start to break things like that down, yeah, you will have automatically. Well, well, I'm not racist. Like, mm-hmm. well, did I call you that? <laughs> I didn't say that. You're putting words in my mouth. That's not what I said. I said I want you to think about why you didn't ask the other people and mm-hmm. why you asked me. So, you know, kind of setting it up to have the yeah, conversation yeah, yeah, yeah. to make people think about it. And I think that's what Bridge the Divide does. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't come in and say, show up for a monthly meeting. And now we're going to tell you what you all think and what you all are doing wrong. It's more of yeah. let's have a conversation about it and dig into this a little bit mm-hmm. and make you think about mm-hmm. what you thought you knew about a situation. Right. Just kind of peel back some layers. Gotcha. How does it look to you now? And yeah. and I think that that opens people's eyes about things. We ask them to read find articles, read books, Consider dig into it. definitions. A lot of people, yeah. we don't have a shared definition of racism. Mm-hmm. A lot of white people think of racism as how I treat my individual friends. Well, right. I'm not mean to anybody of different mm. skin color. You hear right. that a lot. Like, right. mm-hmm. I don't see skin color. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I probably would have said that a few years ago too. Mm-hmm. Um, but people of color who have been victims of a system understand that it's a systemic problem right. where... You know, now that we are teaching people about a lot of the history in our area and and beyond, like there's redlining, you know, for years, realtors put red lines on maps. And if you have a house in here, which it was all the black people Mm -hmm, in Milwaukee, mm -hmm. for instance, um, you know, those home values, we don't want to, we want those home values to, you know, they're going to decrease because that's where the, we're going to build the highways. And Mm -hmm. so people couldn't get out. Their home values went down. No generational. I mean, there's just like more than there's we can, layers more and than layers. we can do here. Yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah, racism is not how I treat my neighbor. It's right. a systemic problem that mm-hmm. results in disparities between people of color mm-hmm. and the dominant. And it's group. not whether or not you used a racial slur today in public or in private. That's you know. Sure, I would prefer that you did not, but that's not the sole definition of, well, nothing that I am doing is a consequence of race. Half of the stuff that you're doing, whether you know it or not, right. is whether a consequence of Whether you're even aware of, of it. Yeah. So, so, so re- rewinding the tape just a smidge. Mm-hmm. So, um, so this article comes out. Yeah. Um, and you, you're starting to have people be like, were you this family? Like, you're, you know, having these mm-hmm. conversations. So then did the, um, the, the bridge of the divide project then kind of grew then out of that saying, Hey, clearly there's some more questions that need to be answered. We want to kind of create a space for more conversations then. Is that kind of where the next step came from where it, it just kind of grew out of that? I would say, so I, I should have started off saying that I'm an introvert, so I would prefer <laughs> not to be out and about amongst the people all the time without, you know, long periods of rest in between. So I don't think that I would have just said, I know let's get a room full of people and talk to them. I, that wouldn't have been my right, preference. Right. Um, For an introvert, that's like, that does not right. sound fun. Yeah. yeah. Let's not, let's not do that. Let's all sit and crochet quietly separately <laughs> in our own. Yay. Homes. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it was, there was still another, like a, a catalyst for me was um, when, when Sherman park was just burning down mm-hmm. where mm. we had, we'd had all of these different um, murders occurring across the country you had people who were like, this is, we just can't take this anymore. It's too much. We're trying to talk to people. You're not hearing what we're saying. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I remember feeling like 
this was this was devastating. And my family is sitting in a living room watching the news like 24 yeah. seven feeling how heart wrenching and horrible this is and being able to um, empathize with the folks that were that were in the middle of it. We're on the periphery and still feeling that. pain. Yeah, yeah. And going to my church, my my friends in the community, you know, oh, this is so horrible. And, you know, well, if if I don't know why they're burning down their own you know, area. And, you know, people wouldn't have had these altercations with police if they would just follow the. And I thought, so maybe people really don't understand. And how long can you hold somebody accountable for what they're doing wrong if you're not willing to tell them, help them, talk them through? So I think that was probably my last one thinking, I guess I got to talk to more people. Mm -hmm. And I put out a Facebook post and then the first one, they just people just kind of ignored because I don't have a lot yeah. of friends on Facebook. I'm like, hmm. <laughs> again, there's still people. You can introvert <laughs> on social media, too. But I think then we, we kind of, how about we meet and talk about it? We had four people that we were talking. Then there were 15 people. Then there was, how do you get a room in, in City Hall? Like, mm-hmm. how do we do this? Who There's more people coming. Surprisingly, people were coming and they were listening to whatever whatever we were talking about. So it just kind of grew unexpectedly, which means then we had to get organized and go, Oh yeah. Like, what should we call this thing? We have to call this thing. Something. What's our mission statement? Yes. And we're going to need like a website or (laughs) Heidi did not like my, my bridges of Ozaki County. I'm like, this is so cool. And she's like, yeah, it sounds like that movie. It's that movie. You can't do that. Oh, (laughs) Bridges of Madison Madison County. Yeah. I'm like, we can't do that. I'm like, that'd be cool. No. It's not cool. Or nerd, like Bridge Over the River Kwai, also right, not what right, you're going right, for. Right, yeah, no, right. I don't want to. <laughs> and you got like a thing with bridges up here. I, yeah. Like, yeah. It's for real. It yeah. really it's, is. It was good. It's it was like full a, circle. Come back to the, right, the magazine. Right, with yeah. the bridge. And, or, and or whatever you it was. are, and, and we're reaching out, you know, we have to reach out. We've got to get to people wherever they are and say, I see that this is where you are. Yeah. And, but how about we tell you, teach you a little bit about the history that we all didn't learn or read this book together and talk about it and just kind of peel away yeah. those layers. You just have to keep doing it. So what started as like, you know, we're going to be here, come, mm-hmm. let's have a conversation. And then again and again and again, then grew into um, sounds like a lot of education pieces, mm-hmm. a lot of, um, uh, like you said, reading books and things mm-hmm. like that. And Speakers. then oh, so speaking be- opportunities. Because yeah. I don't, I, I can't, I'm a black person living in a white suburb. Who's also an that's, introvert. Who's an introvert. Yeah. And that's kind of all I have. I have stories. I can tell you what I know, what's happened to me, what's happened to friends, what I've read. I am not an expert in anything. <laughs> I'm not studying. I get to people and they're like, yeah, well, have you read this? No. So we're <laughs> reading the same books. I'm like, I haven't read that. I just I just know what I'm feeling and what right. I'm seeing. So we needed to bring in experts who really, mm. this was what they did. They were the subject matter experts to help Make sure that we had current sources mm-hmm. about things that, you know, we're yeah. not talking about something that's 50 years old and never occurred again. And we're like, oh, sorry, that's not true. So so yeah. we had to find speakers to come in and talk to. So and this started then in 2016? Because you mentioned you mentioned because I know it's Sherman Park. Yeah, because I think that. Fir- yeah, I think that first post that I put out was in 2017. So okay. I would say by the. January of 2018 is when we had library space. Gotcha. And said, yes, you know, come in here every month. First Monday of the month. We first meet. Monday of the month. So first Monday of the month at the Cedarburg Library. Mm-hmm. It's just so six you, to eight. There you go. Right. We have some speaker or acti- 
activity last month. Our speaker canceled last minute. So we had a documentary that was really good. Which was good. we all watched together. What was it? White people. (laughs) And then then I thought when I put that out, I thought, yeah, nobody's going to come. Because I just said, come watch a documentary called White People. No. But it was, I think it was. 60 some people. Yeah, they they came. And it's only 40 minutes. And it was. It was including other people's point of view. I think mm-hmm. one of the other problems that folks have is if I come there, you're going to tell me what's what's wrong with me or what I'm mm-hmm. not doing. Mm-hmm. Everybody has a perspective. Everybody's bringing their own baggage. And just because that's not my baggage doesn't mean that I don't have empathy for you struggling, going, I don't know what to do with this. I don't mm-hmm. know how to do it. I'm not sure, you know, my grandparents and parents told me this all of my life. So now you're telling me something different. Mm -hmm. I I don't know how to take that. So I think that's, there's empathy to be had when you're struggling through what to do next. And when did the podcast component then come into the picture? I think that one of the, one of the librarians said, said, you know, after we had had a few meetings, we had had a few meetings already in the in the library so maybe the end of 2018 oh, I think it was fall 2018 okay okay yep and then because then we did our last our website last summer and we already had a full season yes one. right right so fall 2018 it was did you know that we have um a radio station there's a guy here and he has all this equipment and we have a radio station and you guys should talk about this on the radio I'm like i'm not talking about the stuff on the radio mm. what do you mean i don't know anything i don't you know and it was a couple times and then we met with our producer yeah. who's like we've got this little space and let's just try it out so we did mm-hmm. that's fantastic I did okay <laughs> have you run into um any any issues with like i know that one of the common kind of um roadblocks i'd say probably to to having conversations about this i think especially from how you were talking about heidi how some of, you know especially those in the white community who we have this incorrect assumption about what racism is mm-hmm. and oh i'm clearly not racist mm-hmm. because and then we can fill in these right, things right and then the second that you start to be c- kind of think about these things in a different way and confront them the then instinct is well i have to find someone to teach me mm. now have you had have you felt that have you felt this problem or this kind of like assumption then that then people are looking then to bridge the divide and then perhaps even you in particular mm-hmm. erica to be like you know like I'm just the introvert who wants to live my life right. <laughs> and I'm, I'm not here to educate all of you, but at the same time I want to, right. you know, there's that tension there. How do you, how do you deal with that? Right. right. How do you, deal how with do that? I deal with that? I, I think Heidi and I talk a lot about love. Like this is yeah. all done in love. Mm-hmm. So it's, it certainly is not a, a reason to beat somebody about the head because of what they don't know or because what they're, thinking is a solution you're like that's that's Mm. really not a solution so I think part of it is allowing folks to to talk through what they're thinking and then still gently encouraging going that's nice (laughs) we've said this here a couple of times so now what are you doing Mm -hmm. do you have the books are in the Cedarburg Public Library Mm -hmm. you can check one out for free and you can go sit with three of your friends and talk through it Mm -hmm. and wrestle through it and that you just have to wrestle through the 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 information the new information that you're getting and so I think it's a the balance of thank you I understand I'm so glad that you came we'd like to encourage you but this is not the only way that you're getting fed this information Mm -hmm. you have to go out and do the work yeah you do 
you've, you've got to go out and learn on your own. You've got to go out and change things on your own. And I feel like we're kind of a, like a launching point. Uh, yeah, Just, I think so too. Yeah, yeah. I think it'll change over time too. Mm-hmm. I think there'll be some sort of evolution of what the group is for. Because right. it's a lot of the same people. Right. Mm-hmm. And a lot of those people are curious people. Mm-hmm. They want to be there. They're reading the books. They're asking the questions. They are. Yeah. They're owning their perspectives and, you know, in humility. Mm-hmm. And, but I... I mean, I feel like there's more, but I also see that you are becoming a respected community voice, Ooh. which I'm I just don't know loud if you want voice. That. Mm. No, it's not loud. <laughs> People think yeah. of you now, like, so yeah. we're going to this church um, right. this weekend. Mm-hmm. Bridge the Divide is co-sponsoring this event this weekend, which mm-hmm. we can talk more about later. But I just see people starting to use, you don't even know this, but. Um, Uh-oh. Oh, breaking news. <laughs> breaking news. <laughs> Reggie Jackson came to Concordia and yes. spoke. Yeah. He's kind of like the local expert of okay. Milwaukee right. on race. Right. And he's, he gets paid. I mean, he's, he's the historian. He and is. he writes yeah. for the um, Milwaukee oh. Journal Sentinel. Uh, Mo- uh, Milwaukee oh. Independent. Oh, sorry. Mm-hmm. I thought, doesn't he write in the journal? I think uh, occasionally. Whatever. He writes, <laughs> he writes places. Right. Can have to fact check <laughs> he that later. Stuff, sorry right about no. that. Sorry <laughs> if I'm leading yeah, you to get on that. Sarah. If you Google him, he will. <laughs> he will have articles come up that are really good. Mm-hmm. But so he he went to Concordia, which is you know in Macquan and mm-hmm. his alma mater, my mm-hmm. alma mater, mm-hmm. my current place um, of employment. Let's go. Believe it or not, <gasps> are you serious? Really, dead, dead Jeff? Serious. Have you gone to Concordia? No, no. Producer's got to get out. Tried their cafeteria food <laughs> <laughs> to be okay so i should probably clarify that in that um that's where i got my teaching certification oh, okay cool. was mm-hmm. through concordia mm-hmm. so that's where yeah you know, my my degree is from wisconsin but then went to concordia mm-hmm. okay. for teacher certification because they've got the little satellite sites all over the place right oh. right so and so, i did my yeah. bridge program from adn to bsn see bridges bridge they're all over the so bridges he, are there he came and spoke uh-huh. like two weeks ago maybe and a lot of people heard all of this information for the first time mm-hmm. and now they're considering you know what does this mean for our community going forward and and right. honestly it becomes a fiscal issue in some cases because how are you going to attract these future students because college students in 10 years the um the population of kids that age goes down mm-hmm. so they're going to have to think about how do i get these kids at our school but i think they also just want to do the right thing and so I know that our, the Bridge the Divide name was shared as a local resource. Yay. And so I don't know if they'll contact um. us or not. But <laughs> it's kind of exciting. It's very exciting. I don't think there's anyone else in Ozaki that's like a entity solely no. focused on that. I, I didn't find anything because I think if I had, then I wouldn't have wanted to do it. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I it wasn't right. Like I said, it wasn't the, the top of mind going, I know, let's go out and talk to a bunch of people. Cause so, that sounds fun. Right. That's, that's, that's <laughs> not so much fun. At so, least that's the one, nice, the one nice thing about podcasting is that yes. like, it is kind of like the, you know, the conversation table, but in a, you know, right. a little bit safer, right. not as threatening right. kind of space. And the same thing for listening to podcasts. Oh, when I have heard that there are folks who may not show up at one of our Monday meetings but are interested in the information and willing mm. to listen, just not maybe yet willing to engage with other people. Because again, well, if I tell you I had this thought, are you going to then judge me yeah. and, and call me out? Because I did move my purse over when that guy walked by. And I'm like, 
I might, but I'll do it in love. You know, <laughs> I will love you. Through. I will love you until you don't do that. It's so Ridiculous. interesting that you bring up that you bring up that example. Um, in episode, and I got to think of the number. I think it was episode episode six. So How many our, episodes have you done? Okay, so so far there are nine that are out. Nice. There's eight official ones plus a bo- a holiday bonus okay. episode. Our, okay, our holiday bonus episode was a just for fun where my best friend and I um decided to watch three really ridiculous Netflix Christmas movies and literally like live podcast through the whole thing like why are you calling them ridiculous though those are like deep meaningful come on no it wasn't hallmark i need to i need to oh okay i need to clarify that okay yeah they were on netflix because i i didn't you know we didn't like spring for the hallmark right (laughs) yeah they were the so we watched um so that was yeah that was like our last episode of of 2019 was our holiday bonus episode and by the end like we were like you know how much wine have you had How much wine? It's have you all had? good. I love it all. So that that was a fun one. Um, but there's been so there's been nine total so all far right. that have come out. But episode six, it was our first one of 2020. Um, literally talked to um the gal who is in charge of Infinite Family Solutions. Okay. Um, really zeroing in on um the black mortality rate yes. in mothers and babies and what her um organization does to support families through that. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I. I, I hate to say this, but it's been one of my favorite episodes so far. It sounds weird to say that okay. about a topic like that, but I feel like it was just so good and that the information that was shared was so good. Right. And one of my favorite moments in that conversation was I said, you know, if you could just gently grab those of us with privilege by the shoulders, mm-hmm. not hard, mm-hmm. not, not like shake us, right, right. but just, <laughs> just real gentle, grab us, grab us by the shoulders, look us in the face and say, what is it that you want me to hear that, that would make such a difference? Mm. And she said, you know, just be willing to listen. Yes. That, um, and I'll never forget this. She's like, when I tell you that I, when I'm walking down the street, and I see a white lady walking toward me. Mm-hmm. My gut instinct is that I have to move out of her way. Mm-hmm. She's like, I want you to know that. Be mm-hmm. aware of that. Mm-hmm. And and know that that's how I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. And then maybe don't expect me to. Right. And it was like, I, it felt like a thunderbolt had hit me. Like, yeah. man, you know, like, because I had never even thought about something that subtle. Mm-hmm. But she's like, you know, it literally it's just like your daily goings about. It's mm-hmm. such a part of every single interaction that mm-hmm. you have and everything. And that would, yeah, like I said, it just hit me like a thunderbolt. Because I think coming back to what you were saying earlier, Heidi, you, you use this visual of the onion where there's just layers and layers and layers. And in that, um, or, or you, I think you said, one of know. you said something about I an just onion. Talk. I just keep talking. I don't know. <laughs> I don't listen. <laughs> well, one of you used the vision of the, uh, the, the, the visual of the onion. And yeah. I want to come back to you know like okay so this the topic of the conversation was on um you know maternal and infant mortality rates mm-hmm, right like, but then now you peel back that layer and what does that look like that looks like okay so now we have these the, you know the food disparity between right. this neighborhood and that and then okay right. now we're gonna peel back that layer mm-hmm. and back and back and back mm-hmm. and back and back mm-hmm. and it was just so fascinating mm-hmm. and um just what i i loved it and I, it, well and that also means that the work is constant it doesn't mean oh, yeah. i went to three bridge the divide events I read Just Mercy and Evicted, and I now know everything. Mm -hmm. I have been cured, and that's all I have to do. I'm woke. Uh, You're right. I'm woke, and it's done. Mm -hmm. That that's not it. There's a continuum of you learn something, you've acted on it. Hopefully, you do that thing a little better. There is 
400 years of stuff I think you mm-hmm. got to unlearn. So th- there's there's time and space for you to keep going. There's no reason to stop and think that you've arrived at yeah. anything. You've got to keep going. I love that sentence, that phrase you just said. It was so many things to unlearn. Mm-hmm. Um, I think because... You know, even just like the little bit that, I, you know, you, you start to unravel in um, how you were talking about, Heidi, with um, history books and mm-hmm. history lessons that, that you're, you're brought up with. You're like, not only was there so much that I was not taught, right. but so much that has to be then unlearned right? because of the nuances and subtext that I didn't get. Right. That it's like, well, that's not even close to the whole story. Oh, mm-hmm. it just keeps. I, I think it's going to be a lifelong journey for yes. me. For, for yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. I would say so. I mean, I, I learned that the stepping aside for white people, that was something that was like, you had to do that, yes. right? When we were segregated. Mm-hmm. So that could Step be part of sidewalk. why that's continually, you know, ingrained in that woman. And the other mm-hmm. day I was going to the Pfizer forum and a black family was, we were kind of got there at the same time and they're like, you go. And I was like, no, you go. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Just, I mean, it's those, I'm not trying to say it. I'm doing this right. I'm mm-hmm. just saying it's those, if you are aware of these subtle, subtle things, right. maybe we can ease the tension right. and, and then you be can talk better friends <laughs> with each other and yeah. understand each other's worlds right. because there still is a divide. Anyone who thinks we're post-racial, there's no chasm. I don't know what world you're living in. Right. Cause mm. it's just, it's so right. It's there. If you look at the facts, it's there. We've had guys in on, you know, how the media messages are constructed. Oh my mm-hmm. goodness. I mean, is that ever a rabbit hole to go that, down? I mean, that's like a whole mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, just everything. And you, and you just have to give, you have to be, in my opinion, I, I had to be more vulnerable enough to tell my stories. Cause there's always mm-hmm. stories. I have stories that, you know, from my lifetime, my mom's, yeah. my grandma, it, it's not something new. So even when we're talking with someone and say, I want to tell you this story. So I had to, lay down a layer to be able to tell you this story yeah so what i don't need this is what what we're not going to do is we're not going to have you say oh but yeah that same thing happened to me yesterday it did not <laughs> it was not the same thing oh that has nothing <laughs> to do with race it is it doesn't mean that i'm ready to you know call in the news crew and we're gonna right you know shake some some walls or anything but you need to know that it is about right it's about hundreds of years yeah of of all of the the problems that we've had that we have to peel back to get to where we need to be which right. means if I can be vulnerable you've got to listen and, and then believe you and you've got to believe yeah. me yeah. we can't just have this fight every time well if if he just hadn't if he just hadn't been black so start out with that you know if he, well, if he had just done this or if he had not done that think about how I, one of the things that I think has now start I try I'm getting older so I'm trying not to be too cynical and just rough like whatever I don't care but one of the things that I keep hearing is you know if we go back to well the founding fathers the founding fathers did this and this is why it's this way I'm like did you know that they didn't think we were full human beings two-thirds two-thirds a person three-fifths a person so think about that when you're yeah. quoting and saying and how great it's been and they put these things in place and we should right. follow them we weren't humans we were not even full humans mm-hmm. so You've got to rethink a lot of stuff. So don't that pull you've those learned. founding fathers out no. on you. Yeah, I read this whole thing about how that whole debate went into that part of the Constitution about how like the Constitution wasn't going to be ratified because mm-hmm. like the, you know like this side was not budging and this and then that was the compromise that right. they had to come to was right. to be able to actually get the Constitution ratified. That was the compromise, and it was kind of one of those things where it was like, you know. 
I guess our kids are going to just have to fix this. And then the next generation came around. Right. And well, we just now it's, oh man, this is just, this hasn't gotten any better. I guess the next generation is going to have to fix it. Right. Whew, next generation comes up right. and so on and so on and so on. Right. And like, you know, and I feel like it's become so well accepted in the mental health uh, community, not community, but like the, the space of mental health. We're starting mm-hmm. to understand it so much better now mm-hmm. that it's widely accepted that we grasp the concept that trauma yes. is goes back and back and back mm-hmm. and back. Mm-hmm. Like I've in, yeah, mm-hmm. I've inherited my mother's trauma mm-hmm. who was who had to deal with the crap that her parents gave her, who right. dealt with the crap that their parents right. gave them, right. and so on and so on and so on. Like this is well established. This is well accepted mm-hmm. in the mental health space. Mm-hmm. So it stands to reason then that since obvious like blatant racism and the enslavement of human beings mm-hmm. would be i don't know a fairly traumatic experience yeah. it might be. you I think mean, it might like be. <laughs> how you, like then that stand like right. it's a logic it's not a, a a too hard of a jump i would think right. to accept then that that sort of trauma then is going to go generation to generation and have these effects mm-hmm. and then how you were talking both of you were talking about the going in, into the systems mm-hmm. beyond that so mm-hmm. and even um, when we if we talk about civil rights so we just had dr king's birthday and so if you've never talked in school about anything and you're like yeah dr king good guy civil mm-hmm. rights and this is one of the reasons why we're post-racial like do you you have to think about that if dr king were alive today he's the age of my grandmother that's not yeah. even a whole oh, yeah. generation away. Yes, and way back, way back what? That was just right. <laughs> just a generation and a half ago. Right. Yeah. I think so. I saw like a, a thing come across my feed today that it was like um if if he and Anne Frank were alive, it would all be the same age as what was it Barbara Walters? Oh, I think it was that. No it had, way. It had wow. a picture of all three of them that like uh-huh. all three of them would be just in a few a couple years of one another. Wow. So you right. think about that and it's like, you know, yeah, it's it's it is it's not far. That's kind it, of startling. It's not, it's not far, and there's so much further to go. And and some of us are not nearly as patient and willing to wait. Well, mm-hmm. we need to if we slowly walk. Again, that's yeah. that's what my grandparents said. Mm-hmm. We slowly. You said that to my grandparents. We slowly, slowly, and we're three generations gone. And yeah, okay, you know. So getting on that topic then of generations and looking to the next generation, Mm -hmm. when we are talking, you know, all three of us are moms and, you know, we're, you know, my kids are 12, 10. Oh gosh, I forgot there was going to be a quiz. (laughs) Oh God. I do have children. Yes. I have them. (laughs) Three, I think. Um, 12, 10 and eight. Yours are how old, Heidi? 10, 9, 7 and 5. Okay. And then you've got these young ones. (laughs) Right. Yeah. In their their 20s. So. Right. Right. Um, this has really been on my mind a lot lately because um, obviously I have I have these three very pale sons. Mm-hmm. So like they, you know, I'm like, guys, I don't know how else to tell you this. You know, mm-hmm. you've been dealt about as good as a hand as you're going to get. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you so don't even complain to me about your nonsense. So when we're talking with our kids about um, diversity, we're talking about uh, racial justice, social justice, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, one of, I think, the the pieces that we have, one of the pieces that we have on our website, what really talks about how kids, they see race, but they don't have adult biases when they're younger. And it also talked about kind of the danger of that colorblind mentality. Mm -hmm. You know, I think um, we've all probably heard or even in our past mentioned something like, I don't see color. I just Mm -hmm. see humans and the danger about that. Mm -hmm. Um, Can we talk a little bit about that? right away and and like when it comes to parenting our kids 
why is it so important to just to throw that out in the garbage right away? And how do we address that in a, in a way that is healthier? Well, is we have to have different conversations with our kids mm-hmm. because of our different skin colors. Absolutely. Right, we've yeah. talked about that before. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, please expand. Yes. So, I, so being in Cedarburg and knowing when we moved here that we did not have lots of people around that looked like us, it was, for, for better or for worse, it was... This is how it's going to be. Mm. We're not going to have, I'm not going to be the mom where we're, you're getting into fights with people. I'm not, you have to know that you might find people who have never stood next to a black person before and you, and, and they're not going to know what to do, what to say. They're going to say all the wrong things. <laughs> These are some of the ways that you're going to handle it. And, and we're just going to do it. And it just has to be that way. And, and, you know, we have to figure out how to, how to, balance the I know that you haven't seen anybody but but I also need to tell you you're not going to say that to me you're not going to use those words around me you know how like to managing the microaggressions to, without right right yeah. which which is so not fair for the kids Absolutely, because yeah. you should be able to walk in and say no you guys all fix it all we're not going to have this in the classroom but mm-hmm. but that wasn't you know that wasn't really how it was going to work so I think that my children now would tell stories of things that that weren't they're not big things right we're not in the civil rights era there's not a dog that somebody is sicking on my kid (laughs) but the microaggressions over and over and over again that they can they remember times in class and so the teacher didn't say anything all the kids are saying and they're just there like all alone and all isolated so there was a lot of defensive modes I would say when my kids were on how to how to defend yourself without getting into fights how to try to stand up for yourself, but also knowing that no one here has been in the proximity of someone that looks like you. So how do we do that? And and it's a different story now that my children are adults and I can and they're not worried about mom coming up to the school. Let's not tell mom what happened because yeah. she'll be up here because, yes, I would. Yeah. And then there'd be trouble for everybody because now the angry black mom's at the school. Um so so it's a different story, but we try for sorry for Bridge the Divide to to bring in people who have a perspective. Are you gonna hear the perspective of the black mom saying, This is how you should do it, going, Do you understand how I feel, how I live? Maybe if there was a white mom that was able to to talk to you about these things. And I think we did that with, with uh Dr. Winkler, mm-hmm. you know, came in with a wealth of knowledge. This is her field, her study. Talking to kids about race, and but she's also a white woman. Right, right. And so, I, and I think that that was helpful for folks. So mm-hmm. you and your your babies, you guys talk about it all the time. We talk but about it all the time. But every family's not, not yeah. your family. I think as a parent, you have to be comfortable with hard topics. I'm, I don't know if it's nursing or what it is, but I, I love hard topics. Mm. And I love to parent my kids where you know what? I don't have all the answers, first of all. And I don't like to dumb stuff down for kids. I mean, there's definitely developmental considerations, but I'll point stuff out all the time. Like they'll come to Bridge the Divide meetings. They're the only kids there. They are. (laughs) (laughs) You know, Eric has really good snacks. I do. That's what it is. is a draw. Yes. I mean, I think we're half your snack Clementine. So (laughs) bring the good snacks and they will come. They will come. But they're sitting back there and they enjoy coming. Um, and they realize that this is something we're going to talk about a lot. And right. do you remember that piece of art you passed out where it's, um, 
it's a cartoon and it's two people at the beginning of a race. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's a, like a white guy and the path in front of him, there's nothing blocking it. Mm-hmm. And then it, I think it was a black woman. Yep. Yep. And, um, then she, um, had all this stuff in front of her path. Tons of stuff. Right. And then at the end of the race, there's people on the side were like, well, it's the same distance. And they saw that art and they totally got the point of that piece. Mm-hmm. So wh- whenever, you know, there's opportunity, what we use, you know, different, um, ways of talking. Right. Erica made black, a black baby. Right. She crocheted a black baby for my daughter. Yes. I mean, just like whatever it is, we try to incorporate it just as it's a natural part of life. Like this is something we have to deal with in mm-hmm. our lives and how do we love people? Well, it's right. listening. It's being there. Being it's curious, loving being people. Curious, well, yeah. yeah. One of the um, conversations so uh, I had with my sons, so where we live, like we don't have, there's any, there's no like um, fences in the okay. backyards. Mm-hmm. And, um, and up until last year, their, their best pals lived across the street from us. And there was a summer where like, I wouldn't see my kids for hours because they'd just be constantly like running back and forth between yard to yard to yard to yard. And um, they, I don't even remember what on earth led to the conversation but there was one time when one of them came home and he was like getting a drink of water and he was like oh i'm just i'm just so tired we just, we've been running and i said <laughs> just so you know i'm like um i want you to understand that it's okay you you can run back and forth mm-hmm. in these yards and nobody's gonna look at it mm-hmm. strange nobody's gonna think anything is amiss i need you to know that that's not the way it is for all kids mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he was like, what? And it opened up a good conversation. Right. Um, and I think that was probably when my oldest was maybe seven, eight. Um, and, you know, it wasn't like a, you know, sit down, son. We're going to talk about right. racial inequality. It was right. it was just a, <laughs> you know, hey, here's something that you're able to do mm-hmm. that, you know, your classmates might not necessarily be able to do. So let's talk about that. Right, right. Yeah, I think it. I think that's the best way to do it. Okay, ladies. So you did a bridge the divide podcast episode, an entire episode about um, really focused on families that have been built through transracial adoption. And I know that that is something that um, a lot of our writers at Milwaukee Mom have written about. That's part of their. That's the way that their family looks. Um, I'm going to point some point folks to that episode in our show notes, but mm-hmm. just um, can you give me what were some of the big takeaways from that conversation uh, that would be of value for people to grab onto um, before they go and listen to the entire episode? Well, we, we talk a lot um, about proximity, right? The, mm. Cedarburg is what Cedarburg is. Cedarburg is great and lovely and there just are not lots of people of color here. So, you're not going to have that. Let me just go and play with this kid. And that, you know, like your, like your, your sons are out playing and they're not necessarily finding people that look differently than them. But what you do see more often than I see, you know, people of color, like entire families is adopted children. And, and I, I think that there is, it's one of my, my tiptoe points. I think that we, you have to be careful if you are, white mom, white dad, you know, living in a white neighborhood. And then you go, this is great. I'm going to do this for this child. And this is going to be a part of our forever family without thinking that you have to change, modify, research, educate yourself, because then your child is not going to have these great experiences that, Mm. 
that you think they just naturally would. It's fine because we've raised them well. Issues about race aren't about whether, you know, you're raised well and I'm not raised well. It's I think it's a, it's a struggle. So I think I um I had a friend in Michigan who who had to make some changes for the good of her daughter mm-hmm. and having to talk to her other children about these things are just going to be different. Mm-hmm. And I and I felt like some of those things had to be said because otherwise folks will just say no, it's just about you loving the kid. That's the only thing. The same colorblind folks that are, there is nothing about that. It's all about love. And as long as I love them well, it'll be good. Well, loving them well is also not discounting their heritage. Yeah. It's not not seeing them for the brown skin that they have and not talking about it. Mm-hmm. How, that's not that's not good for anybody. So I felt like it was one of those things that's happening that you just got to kind of talk about. and yeah. I want to also um, mention like that. Um, so I'm, I'm going to link you directly to this episode from the Bridge of the Divide podcast. But I'm, I also want to point to um, episode five of Milwaukee Momcast where we had Sharon from One Hope 27 come on. And she talked about building their family through adopting out of the foster care system and mm-hmm. how she um, admittedly she she even comes around and says it. She's like, I went into foster care looking for my ne- my children. Uh-huh. And she was like, it was the absolute wrong way to go into it and they learned the hard way that exactly what you were talking mm-hmm. about and so um mm. highly recommend I'm, I'm just gonna go ahead and make a little plug that. for that right. episode we should too. listen to yeah. that one um, <laughs> that's, really good. that's a really good episode just a little teaser for that yeah. one yeah. um so as we kind of wrap up this part of the conversation um how can the average woman the average mom anybody listening to this how can they take something away from this and go i can do this i can do this particular thing i can make these changes or i can adjust these things in my life to become part of bridging the divide as Mm. as you guys have coined be part of that change Mm. Uh, well one of the things i think we do is is we have a um it's not a book study it's a what is it called? What are you thinking about? The books. <laughs> the Amazon something with wish books. list. Something with oh, books. Oh, not book, book study. Book, book drive. drive. A book drive. <gasps> there we go. We got the it. Caffeine is rolling we off. Got it now. Like, what is that thing called? So the book drive. Today was the Monday is Tuesday it, ever. It, it so was. I will, it was. Yeah, oh, it was. I, Thank I, you. I, you get a mulligan on that <laughs> one, I think. <laughs> <laughs> but when we do that book drive, it's not only for people of color to be able to see themselves in books because that's a huge thing um any movie any book any um television show i think children should be able to see themselves as a part of the world as a part of humanity but it's also for the people who don't have proximity to an actual Mm -hmm. black or brown person to actually know that they're a part of the world. So you need to have a book that shows the kids playing on the playground and they don't all look like you. Mm-hmm. Oh, is that okay? That's great. If you're not going to see it in real life, at least you can see it in these books. So I think that's one of the things is what choices of, of books are you and not all this is, you know, little Ruby bridges. Yep. That's important <laughs> to talk about, but it needs to be, regular playtime we have one that we donated to church that had this is how she gets ready for church it's the same books that are up there but she has different hair this little boy has a different is that how he gets his hair cut is that what his hair looks like when it's cut yep so it's the same everyday things but just showing that that there are other perspectives do you all have the books by um by matthew paul turner no. In the library? Mm-mm. 
Okay. Mm. Again, little little plug. That to the list. One of my I have I've had a, a friend for over a decade now, and her husband has written this series of books. Um, when God made you, when God made the world, is his new one. But like, oh my goodness, like the illustrations are just gorgeous, and like the main character is this beautiful girl with like her hair's up in the like the two little palms yes. on the oh, top. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but like. I highly recommend those books. They're beautiful. Right, right. And yeah, he's got a new one that's coming out um, right now. And it's exactly what you're talking about. It's all about like, you know, when you were created and like the everything that was went into making you into you and the beauty. It's it's, they're they're fantastic. So right, right. Small small plug there. Yeah. Yeah. And Uh, I think those are some of the easy, you know. Yeah, I would add that. Oh, man, as moms, we just we want to do everything right and well. And sometimes if we feel like we can't give a lot of time or we don't know exactly what to say that we don't even want to touch something. Yeah. And I think yeah. in the, this case, it's it, it can be small and it can be out of, you know, some like Sarah had in your neighborhood, any natural event that's happening. If your kid is in the grocery cart and they point out someone's black skin, don't say, shh. Right. That's a time you can say, isn't that beautiful? And what that means is that there's a more, mel- you know, melanin Melanin. in the in their skin and and then you know as they get older martin luther king day great why is that the only thing you ever hear in your fifth grade class the only Mm. black guy knows in the past i mean you would think like if you're aliens coming in like there were like four black people in history there was martin (laughs) luther king there was rosa parks there were like no other black people anywhere jackie robinson (laughs) is the only one who ever played baseball yeah yeah so just what how you know how are you being curious it's more like curiosity and love and what are you modeling mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah because they are watching you you don't have to get it all right just start having some conversations right and right. say you know i you know i i realize you know it's going to be really easy for you to get into college mm-hmm. how about the kid in the city who's going to school that doesn't get as much money as your school mm-hmm. you know just wherever it comes up i think yeah. they come up in a hundred places a day mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. having the conversation and then also proximity if you live in an all-white suburb, get out of it and right, go places. Right. Are there any other parks put anywhere? Your, put your kid in something hmm. in the city. Mm-hmm. Go to festivals in the city. Right. You can't, you can't, your world's going to be too small if you never yeah. leave your little bubble. Yeah. At least. Yep. That's what I and, my, and with my personality type, one of the hardest things for me is I'm always afraid that like if I don't have something perfect, right. then it's then it's it's worthless, right. right? Right. So if I'm not doing something absolutely 100% as perfectly as I could be, then I'm an utter failure at it. Mm-hmm. And that's been really hard for me to internalize and to kind of try to work on. That's mm-hmm. going to be a lifelong struggle for me. Mm-hmm. So there's been several times when... Um, Again, pointing out in love, something mm-hmm. has been pointing out to me where it's like, you know, I think you could have done better at this mm-hmm. in this way. And I'm like, God, right. So I just won't do anything. Oh, just forget, forget it. I'm done. it. You know, it's like and then I, I you know, then I'm crying in my car yeah. and, I'm like, yeah. and I'm upset and which I feel like is still, a, you know, it's part of who I am. It's my it, that's that's how I respond. Mm-hmm. And it isn't until later that I get to go, OK, well, they weren't actually calling me a monster. Right, mm-hmm. right. I may feel like a monster right. right now, but when I have some space from this and some emotional distance, I'm going to be able to say they were trying to help me see something mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. maybe I literally can't see because I've never had to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and what can I learn from it? Your, your willingness to sit in the tension mm-hmm. is what we need to build bridges. I mean, yeah. that's what I am trying to do. It's not easy 
to be called a rate, you know, mm-hmm. to think of your, like you have racial biases. That's hard to hear. Mm-hmm. Um, you haven't gotten it all right in the way you treat every single person. That's hard to hear, but I think it takes a lot of humility mm-hmm. and a lot of support. I mean, Erica, you have so much grace for people. If all of us had a friend like you, <laughs> it wouldn't be as hard. Uh-huh. But not everyone has an Erica in their Right, life. right. Yeah. So yeah, if you can just figure out how to like just clone. Yes, right. You I am be- the Erica. <laughs> well, and I think that you know we always talk about with with parenting too that our kids are not only doing what we say, but they're do- they're modeling right. what mm, they see yeah. us doing, so that when you do make a mistake, that they can become aware as a part of me teaching you. I'm gonna say. Yeah, I really didn't handle that the best. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm sorry. And, and this is what I should do. What do you think about that? And bringing them in to yeah. see the, the oopses. And I think that we, especially in a place like Cedarburg, we are good, right? Mm-hmm. Our kids are smart. Mm-hmm. Our houses are big. Our yards are, are green. Immaculate. You know, everything here is so good. Like, what do you mean? I am not the best yeah. at whatever. And, th- and that, I think that also sets, sets the kids up to fail like well if you did not get a perfect act score then what kind of kid are you you know Mm -hmm. so so i think that when you're not when you're struggling or when you haven't done the absolute best thing in your mind to be able to bring them in to say you know mom because what if what if your kid sees that every time you're at the grocery store and there's a black person at the cash register you're always fussing at them or your your attitude's not good you know they see that so maybe there's a time to say I didn't really mean to, you know, come across like that. I'm tired. I'm hungry. We really should work better at our attitudes or something like that, that they, cause yeah. they see it. And even when they don't understand it, if every time you go to the grocery store, every time the cashier is a black woman, then they can still start to form thoughts that are like, well, well, this is my rational brain saying every time I go to the store, also all black women are cashiers. Mm-hmm. And and not like somebody taught them that or somebody said that's that's all that they can be. That's all they've seen. So here's your you know, you're taking them somewhere else so you can see the black doctor. So you can see the our G man here that everybody loves to death, you know, so see G man. Uh, yes, <laughs> Michael. So you can see G man. But and you can also see Giannis, but you can also see the black lawyer over here or the black artist mm-hmm. that we bring in to show. You just need to see that it's that your world is not yay big this bubble is all that it is so i have heard legends about this the g-man the, the the garbage man in cedarburg i'm not even <sighs> joking i live Michael in waukesha and nice i have guy. heard seriously i'm <laughs> dead serious i am 100 percent. all right we'll serious. have to bring him on now i'm like michael should bring i need on. you to come and then he sings too so i'm like michael can you sing us a song i too? have literally heard <laughs> legends really of nice the guy. amazingness of, of he, the garbage he picks up your trash in, in love and love honestly and i have heard service you know, like he really is like, I am, this is what I am doing to show you how much I love you. And I think, you know, I think it's good. It goes a long way. It really yeah, does. That love. And by the way, for the sake of this conversation, for the, or outside of this, for those who are listening that are outside of this particular area, you can go ahead and just substitute the word Cedarburg for any, you know, um, quaint, upper middle class, homogenous yeah. looking mm-hmm. town. So yes. if that's your town, just substitute your town in there and all of <laughs> and these do the same, same things. things. Yep will apply yep. mm-hmm. yeah yes but for those who are in our local community now i want to get to know just a little bit more about um our bridge the divide hosts Ooh. as well as some of your favorite things locally so the first thing is, i like to ask the guests on milwaukee Momcast is tell me an unpopular opinion that you have 
around fall, everybody was telling me, I don't like pumpkin spice. And I'm like, I'm starting <laughs> to think that that's not an unpopular opinion. I, I can think- do it. It's all right. It's just not all that. <laughs> like, I don't have to go nuts trying to get some pumpkin spice. But I think for my for the purposes of this conversation, but yeah. kind of like in my life, the skin that I'm in, this is the skin that I live in. So it's kind of always a part of my conversations. And one of the things that I that I heard is, you know, I don't want to go and talk about race because it's race is too political. And it's again, okay, let me let me tell you a story. It's it's who I am, it's who my children are, it's every day, it's all the time. Just because you're just coming into the conversation as you're looking at political opponents who are throwing it around for this or that, that is that's not all that this conversation is about. So, you know, I'm not gonna have a, a pinky wrestle with you about a your politics. <laughs> I'm just not going to. But we need to talk about race. So we can avoid talking about that. But we got to talk about race because it's it's infused in the everyday. So. Anything from you there, Heidi? I don't really have anything to add. Mine are all in a way different vein. Heidi is so popular. Have... <laughs> Everything that she says and does. I Everybody with, I do loves. Agree with that one, though. Yeah. I just had to resist the urge to burst into like, you know, singing popular from Wicked. <gasps> oh, you should have. No, no. God, no. I you can don't tell you. You're, you belong on the stage. <laughs> you know, you know, oh, jeez. Okay. Um, what about your My Milwaukee pick? Now, this can be a restaurant, a place, a landmark, an experience, anything from the greater Milwaukee area that is just like you just are happy when you think about it, when you enjoy it, that you would recommend to somebody who wants to experience the area. And it could even be from Cedarburg. I can go first. So that's go. Greater Milwaukee I have area. a lot of opinions here. Right. <laughs> um, um, love, love, love first stage. My daughter just did Elf at first stage. And Yay, Mary! I just, oh my gosh, I love that organization. I love the the creativity and the diversity and the care with which they put art into the world. I mean, it was a phenomenal experience. So I'm hoping that we have many years there. Um, and that it's recognized as one of the best children's theaters in the country. Um, so a lot of those kids go on to do professional acting and We'll see. I don't know where. Yeah, I'm going to need you to coach me because my son wants to audition for the company this year. So I'm like, I'm so scared. I I understand because a lot less boys try out. Really? That's what I was told. Huh. So get going. (gasps) It's really. I picked up his headshots from Walgreens today. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I can I can send you like Marin's one sheet and stuff. Yes. But yeah, we can talk. Okay. But um, (laughs) we'll talk off. So I love that place. And. I love the Iron Horse Hotel. When my husband was being kind of courted by his company here, mm-hmm. they put us up there that first night, and I was like, yes, please. It's like all this brick and old Ooh. wood and this swanky bar and one of the best um, brunches I've ever had, too. Oh, Confession, not, I've never been there. Not a cheap brunch. I have lived mm-hmm. here for seven years. I've never been there because I feel like I'm not fancy enough. Like, I'm like, like <laughs> it's I'm just got to have your fancy day and just go out well, there it's and not do like it. That. It's not like the Vister... <laughs> Like See, that. and I've never been there either because I'm like, ah, I don't have anything to wear there. I think it's Milwaukee. I think you can go in jeans. And some, That's fair enough. Hey, yeah, that works. You, they have a nice outdoor patio in the summer. You can get drinks out there. It's cool. I, it's on, I know it's on our patio and rooftop dining guide. <gasps> oh, well, I think you should go. There's a guide. Oh, gosh. Girl, we have <laughs> so have guides for everything. many guides. So many. So many guides. The introvert. I'm like, why Why do we have to go outside again? So many guides. Erica, no thanks. You're at, you're at everything all the time. <laughs> all right. What about what's in your cart? Now, this can be something that you have put into your digital shopping cart, but haven't pulled the trigger on yet, or perhaps something that you purchased recently that you are just like, oh, I love this. I can't wait to tell people about it. Yarn. 
yarn <laughs> all the yarn because oh. i'm because i'm hooked i started crocheting these did there these hooked. Hooked. Oh. <laughs> i see what you did there <laughs> but i'm saying yeah, see i've got all I've, I've been crocheting i love crocheting these baby dolls and i'm always looking at yarn or a new hook or a new bag to hold the yarn and you know my husband's like hey nice bag <laughs> bag lady i'm gonna put that over there with the other bags that i have because i'm gonna have to use that one of these times and you know so is the crocheting a hobby or a hustle i have always grown up with the art of the hustle like you ah, okay. should you should know you should always be able to to hustle at any time so it's it's always kind of sitting in the back of my head when I get tired of this whole nursing IT stuff. Yeah. Or both. I can do both and I can. Right, totally. <laughs> you s- don't you sell your dolls? You sell I your do. Dolls? I Occasionally yeah. okay. I'll sell them. Um, sometimes I'll have them as a, a auction. Prize, yep. yeah. we'll, we'll do auction. We did an NAACP auction. We've auctioned them off at Bridge the Divide yeah. before. So I like, I don't, I am very, I don't have a problem with confidence. How is that? Right. I'm like, this is my work. This is good. I worked like, hard pay for the this. Price. You will pay for this. Well, can we pay? No. Nah, yeah. I would I would auction it off before you right, know so right. so I don't it's not it's not a um a craft store kind of we'll toss a few of these on there and totally. people will come by because I'm not gonna haggle and yeah then I'll be irritated. I ask because so. I get I get, <laughs> I get on this soapbox with people lately um about um how I feel like there's been this big old shift in where like you can you can't have a hobby anymore that you oh. it was something that you just like enjoy because you enjoy it yeah you know without somebody being like oh you should you should right. sell it you should do that it's not Etsy. fun anymore you know? then there I'm are like, deadlines i'm like right. i will crochet when i feel like crocheting but like you know so, like you said but, uh, i've grown up in the spirit of the hustle right great right wonderful right, right um but then there's just so many stories of people that were like i really love um uh, hand lettering like I know yeah. somebody who's learned calligraphy and she's oh. really good at it and you know like and then and it became like oh and now you have to do prints and now you have to sell this and, oh. and it was kind of like I, and then she doesn't like enjoy it as much right. anymore because right. now it's become a, a hustle so anyway right that's a, right yes that's a tangent so <laughs> what is coming up for Bridge the Divide ladies where where can people find you on the interwebs we got a fancy website yes Tell us where www.bridgethedivide.life. Life. Life. Yes. I had somebody said, hey, I looked you up. So you do the youth and political. I'm like, no, wrong one. Not us. So bridgethedivide.life on on the website. Mm -hmm. We are Um, on Facebook with the Bridge the Divide community. Um, Instagram is Bridge the Divide podcast. Um, And then. We're always hanging out at the Cedarburg Public Library. Yeah, it's like because this home. is just our place. You know, mm-hmm. we hang out here. They're we got nice family. They are nice. They're nice to us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that first Monday of every month, we try to take summers off. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they're working off, but you know. Oh yeah, we yeah, try. No. Oh yeah. Right. I'm not doing this. Yes, yes, I am all the time. Yeah. Well, give yourself space. <laughs> give yourself self care, and, yes. don't, and don't and don't overextend because I feel like. The last thing y'all need is to burn out because you're doing some pretty incredible things. Yeah, so yeah, and we like to keep inviting, you know, invite the community in there. If we're doing an art project or doing a book drive or just next Sunday, we're going to be listening to music from Manti Ellis, who is, I think he's in his mid 80s and mm-hmm. he's this great jazz musician. Ooh. And it's a part of it's a part of the history. It's still a part of our story that he's going to tell his story. But part of his story is jazz. And mm-hmm. so we're going to have some music and some hors d'oeuvres. And that's going to be in Grafton this Sunday. So yeah. you can find us anywhere. 
We're all over. We are all, all over. Right. We try to be. Well, we've barely scratched the surface, folks. So make <laughs> sure that you uh, connect with Bridge to the Divide. Get out to the Cedarburg Public Library for their meetings. Um, come to these events. Get engaged. Listen to the podcast. There's how many? There's like over 30 episodes, yeah. I believe. Are we that, on 40? That, We're not, not on 40. Not yet. That you can go back and listen to and um, get to know get to know these efforts a whole lot more. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This was so much better than the scandal, How to Get Away with Murder crossover. I know. Our yeah. crossover is pretty good. I like this crossover. Like this. <laughs> It was a good one. <laughs> Meanwhile, Heidi's looking at us like, what's a crossover? <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> Come on, guys. <laughs> I know Come things. On, guys. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, thanks so much, Sarah. Oh, sorry. That's it for today's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. For more information on what you just heard, check out the show notes and find us on Instagram at Milwaukee Momcast. If you enjoyed this episode and know someone who should tune in, please share it. Grab a screenshot and share it to your Instagram stories and tag us so we can say thanks. Even better, take a moment and leave a review on iTunes, which helps us more than you realize. We'll look forward to you joining us on our next episode of Milwaukee Momcast.